Tis I, Lord Podcast. Are you yearning to equip yourself with the confidence to record? Elijah, the skilled podcast professional, is preparing himself for a tale of tools and skill that only a mighty podcaster may employ in one's podcast journey. Elijah, I do believe that we shall teach our weary wanderer the confidence that they strive to achieve. Shall we start a podcast? We shall. It's settled. Let's start a podcast. Let's start a podcast, shall we? James Cridlin, the Mr. of Pad News, uh, 30-year veteran. Um, James, welcome. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having time to talk shop. I appreciate it. Well, it's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Obviously, not a 30-year veteran of podcasting because that would be uh, impossible, but uh, uh, certainly a 30-year veteran of audio, yeah. I knew you would uh, clarify once in a while. <laughs> it's nighttime well, for me, you know. daytime for you. You're fresh. I'm still trying to figure out if I need a nap. So thank you for that. That's good. <laughs> That's great. Do, do, may I ask if you always sign up for podcast interviews after your 14 hour flights? Like, is, is this just life for you? It's pure craziness? Or yeah, well, you know. Um, yes, I, I have. Yeah. So I've just come off a 14 hour flight from LA. Um, and before that, a three hour flight from Mexico. Um, mm. so obviously, um, I, I'm, uh, top of the world, uh, <laughs> completely awake and everything else, but there sure. we are. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was down in Mexico for, um, for a podcast conference down there. Um, it was fascinating. It was my first time in the country and, um, yeah, and there's a real movement there and real sort of, you know, excitement about what podcasting can, uh, can be all about. So yeah, that was really good. Good. And then you had the um, the podcast movement that was recent. Uh, I know on your highlights and and something exciting to hit Denver. Does that compare? Are they all the same in every country, or do they have their own little flares? Oh, I think you know there are two big events that I go to every year: podcast movement and podcast movement evolutions. Um, but I also go to the podcast show in London, which is again a very large event, lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, there and to be honest, the first time I went there, you can tell that I'm a Brit, um, even though I'm uh, speaking to you from uh, from uh, Australia. Um, but when I went there to the podcast show in London, it kind of almost made me feel patriotic mm. that um, you know we see uh, you know America thinking that they invented podcasting and and um, you know thinking that uh, you know podcasting is us, um, and then finally actually seeing a really big event. Uh, run in the UK, um, where I was born, where I grew up, um, and um, yeah, that was a that was a really exciting thing. But uh, yeah, there are events all across the world these days, and uh, you know, and it's great to be um, at some of those, whether they're podcast events or radio events, which I still do a fair amount of. So um, yeah, you know, it's always good to go around the world and see and see some of those. Do you think that you'd still be doing radio events even if you didn't get the? Um I think it's a Foster's box of cereal where you got the radio what, back when you're six or seven years oh, old. The Frosty's box. Yeah, Frosty, yeah, yeah. Do you think that would yes. change the world that happened if you didn't save up those tokens? Or do you think it'd still be the same? <laughs> I think, well, you know, so, I mean, I, I, I've found, um, you know, that little, that little free radio that I got with some Frosties. Uh, I found absolutely fascinating. You know, it was, it was, I couldn't work out where the voices were coming from. Oh, really? Um, and, um, and so of course, being a, uh, being a six or seven year old boy, I had to take the thing apart, mm. uh, to find out where the voices were coming from, um, which was really interesting. Um, but, um, I, li- I, I actually, um, didn't listen to it as much as perhaps I should do because I was worried that I would use up all of the content that was inside. 
Oh. I didn't really fully understand how radio worked <laughs> back in those days. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was that was certainly a thing that got me in, involved and interested in audio and interested in, you know, all that sort of uh, stuff. So um, yeah, you know, it was a, it was a great first, um, f- first um, you know, th- um, uh, toy, I guess, into understanding what audio is all about and understanding the sorts of things that you could do with that. And now you've understand how things click, I hope. Um, have you counted how many guest appearances you've had on radio and, and podcasts, or is it just forget <laughs> it? It's too many. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I always enjoy being a guest on other people's shows. That That's always good. But I also, you know, I mean, I write about um, radio every so often. I write about podcasting every single day. And, you know, so I'm always um, in contact with lots of different people. Um, and I think that that's one of the most exciting parts about, you know, being involved in an, in an industry, particularly the audio industry for over 30 years, mm-hmm. um, means that, you know, there, there's a lot of people who I can help put other people in contact with and can, you know, and, and, and a lot of experience from across the world. And I think, you know, possibly that's one of the differences between radio and podcasting, whereas radio is very much focused on where you are. It's focused on your city or your state or maybe the country, but that's about as far as it goes. No one is really very interested in the radio business. You know, if you're in the US, why would you be interested in what's going on in Norway or Mm. what's going on in, you know, other parts of the, you know, of the world as well? So I think from that, from that point of view, I think there's an awful lot to be learned from um from different people across the world and podcasting has always been a little bit more global a little bit more open but uh you know but i think that that radio is very very much focused on just itself and i think that's a bit of a mistake it's nice to not have to have a shortwave or ham radio license to hear someone across the world either just it's a tech it just all the barriers are gone you just push a button and i can hear you across the pond it's wonderful yeah yeah, no, indeed, indeed. It's uh, it's um, you know, I mean, if, if you were asking me whether I would have, uh, you know, expected to be, you know, just having a chat with somebody across the inter- uh, across the internet uh, when I was thirty years ago, I mean, obviously not. You know, I mean, it's made a tremendous change to all of us, hasn't it? Absolutely. Have you made any tremendous changes since two thousand five in podcasting? Have you been a part of any grandeur or exciting things that have kind of changed the evolution of podcasting? Well, I mean, you know, early two thousand and five, um, I was part of the team that made the first uh, daily podcast for a radio station um, where, where I was working in London, and um, and also on in the same month, actually, we also uh, the radio station launched the first. Well, we called it a three G tuner. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first um, mobile phone app that you could stream a radio station from anywhere in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was available on, on, I think, four Symbian phones. So, uh, you know, so there you go. There's a, there's a thing. Um, but it was quite fun in terms of, you know, in terms of getting that going, but then very interesting in terms of being able to move that on and to, you know, work with um, some some uh, pieces of, of uh, technology to make uh, you know, um, radio and audio available in lots of different forms. And I think that that's been a really interesting time. Is that where you get the nickname, the futurologist, or is this something you just stamped on a business card in college one day? Well, I, I talk about the radio futurologist as if, as if it's a thing. Of course, the word is really futurist. 
not futurologist, but I've always fancied anology, so I thought mm. I would I would get that. Um, someone actually said to me one day, "Oh, you should you should be a you, you should call yourself a radio futurologist," and I thought, mm. "Well, I quite I quite like that." Yeah. So yes, I'll, I will do that. But um, you know, certainly my last uh, twenty years in the industry, I've, I've been a radio DJ, I've written radio commercials, but the last twenty years in the industry has been really very much around helping. Um, people understand what's next, and particularly in terms of radio, helping them understand what's next, looking at the uh, consumption of radio, looking at how people are consuming audio, and whether that's live radio or on demand um, or podcasting. Um, you know, it's been very much focused on that sort of um, on that sort of thing. So, you know, if if anything, calling yourself a radio futurologist means that um, you'll be the only one. Um, there is, in fact, one other radio futurologist who is a nice man who I know in Ghana who decided that after I did some um, some training, he would call himself a radio futurologist as well, which I thought was quite funny. Um, it's, it's but uh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, but it's a good, you know, it's a good, it's a good name, isn't it? So uh, yeah, I think that that works. That plays a part in the community presence uh, in podcasting that that we feel right. Uh, you teach mm. somebody something, they. Um, absorb your title and think it's okay. It's great. And then everybody's happy and nobody seems to get upset about it, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But, but I think also, you know, podcasting is a very open and friendly um, industry. I mean, as, as so we should be, we're still tiny and, and actually growing is a very important part of what we can do to the industry to make it better. And so, um, you know, I, I think if you go to a podcast movement, if you go to, you know, the podcast show, it seems a much more friendly experience than if you go to, you know, a bit more of a legacy medium um, where you get uh, people who aren't very keen on sharing, um, sharing much, if anything. Um, and actually, you know, sharing your successes, but also, frankly, sharing your your failures uh, is probably a good thing for all of us. And so I'm, you know, always really excited when you hear so much um, working together in podcast conferences. That's always a good thing. Any blunders you care to share? Or am I leading down a path to, to get me punched in the face, James? So now that you're talking <laughs> about failures, I thought I'd ask. I'm curious. Yeah, any any blunders? I don't think so. I mean, I think you know, um, uh, um, you know. I mean, I think I think from a point of view, everything is a learning experience, isn't it? Sure. And even if you, um, you know, even if you do something that probably wasn't the right move, you know, eventually, um, you still learn an awful lot of things out of that. So, you know, I'd, I'd worked, I'd been, you know, relatively successful working at uh, the original Virgin Radio in um, uh, the early 2000s and was headhunted to go and work for the BBC. And, you know, if, if you've ever, you know, followed media, you'll know, oh my goodness, you know, the BBC, it's a tremendous place and you should definitely work there. And, you know, and so I, I, I jumped at the chance and, you know, in retrospect, probably that was a bit of a mistake. I lasted a couple of years there, um, but it wasn't a great time for the, for the corporation. Um, wasn't a particularly good time f for me either. Um, and, um, you know, I, I've, I've certainly learned a lot about my skills and, um, and, and, and some of my lack of skills, and that's probably a useful thing. But I certainly wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I do now, um, uh, you know, had, had that gone a little bit differently anyway so um you know i think i think you learn from uh, from uh, everything don't you 
Absolutely. I know Top Gear, the three gentlemen, uh, James, um, Jeremy Clarkson, he, he always yes. had his, his stick, his personality and very far out there. And he had the issues with BBC. And I thought that may be just a bit of drama in the media, but perhaps there's something about it. Some bigger companies, they don't always have the, the right frame of mind for the people who work there, I suppose. I don't know. No, and I and I think it's different. Uh, I, you know, I think the BBC um, looks after its talent very well, um, uh, and um, but is full of red tape. And you know, anything that you do has to go through four hundred different people. Um, all of one, uh, you know, all of one can turn around and say and say no, um, no, you can't do that. Um, and so I think you know it's just a very large as as that happens with you know with Google as that happens with Microsoft. It's just a very large organization, and it's quite difficult to make changes. And I think you know having moved from Virgin Radio, where we had a total employee count of I think eighty three. Moving over from Virgin Radio to the BBC, which had twenty three thousand employees, um, uh, you know, it's a, it, 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 it's a different world. Um, but I think that what you can do, um, you know, at the um, you know at a company that's as large as that, once you've um, once you understand how to, you know, get get round it and how how to you know get things actually done in that in that sort of organisation, then you can clearly affect um, far greater change because it's such a large organisation. There are so many things going on, you know, inside it. May I ask if Pod News is approaching BBC size, or do you still have some way to go? Um, oh, in terms of uh, what? In terms of employees, success. <laughs> I mean, there's thirty thousand followers and and subscribers, right? You got to be yeah. good there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's lovely to it. I, I, the the strange thing about Pod News, we've got about twenty uh, um, about twenty nine thousand five hundred ish. But the strange thing about um, that is that um, we're quite um, we're quite sensitive to um, cuts in the industry. Um, so we've gone through this year. We've gone through um, some uh, periods of um, cutbacks in the industry, whether that's from Spotify, whether that's from public radio in the US. Um, or other companies as well. And actually, that has impacts on the amount of people that are getting the Pod News newsletter every single day, um, which is which is fascinating. So, you know, you look at that and you go, oh, well, you know, um, uh, uh, may, maybe, uh, maybe this has reached a natural um, a natural reach figure, and it's and it's probably going to stay here for quite some time. Um, but also, you, you know, of course, as a business, it doesn't necessarily matter how many people are getting that particular newsletter, um, because once you're a particular size, you know, you're not going to get another another five thousand dollars if you've got another hundred people, you know, getting it. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. So you know, there is a there is a finite size to all of this. But certainly, you know, what what I find quite humbling is you walk through the um, you know the halls of of, um, of podcast conferences, and I'm normally wearing a, a Pod News branded shirt. Um, and people stop me and they say, you're the guy, you're the guy from, from, <laughs> from that newsletter that I read every single morning. Um, and that's quite, and that's quite, uh, you know, quite, quite sort of humbling and exciting that, uh, there is so much recognition for, 
a brand that I basically came up with um, after a chance conversation in a pub in 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 LA. Weirdly enough, so um, yeah, so it's nice to to actually see that seven or eight years later. That's pretty cool. You can go into any bar in the, the Western Hemisphere and say, "Hey, uh, everybody knows this." That's that's kind of nice. That's a yeah a legacy <laughs> that you're you're starting. Perhaps you know, it's not a bad feeling. Yeah, but I, but but I think you know. I, I mean, I'm trying to help the industry. I'm trying to move parts of the industry forward. Um, I think I understand enough about what drives the industry and what you know what drives creators. Having been you know a, a, cre- a, a creator, radio presenter myself a long, long time ago, but also being a podcaster myself, you know, I think I, I would hope that I understood you know what what drives us, what we find interesting. Um, and you know and the things that are bad and need to be talked about yeah so are there things that you have reported on that are hitting the internet airwaves on pod news before industry experts got a hold of it have you been at that um sort of cusp of news well i mean i you know i mean i think um quite a lot of the time i'm breaking a fair amount of uh, news and i think what was um what was interesting uh, in uh, early 2018 mm-hmm. i did quite a lot of technical work on looking at um the iheart radio um podcasts and trying to understand why they were so high in the PodTrack uh, data, particularly their short-form um, podcast. There used to be a short-form podcast chart, which um, uh, iHeart was number one in. Um, and I was looking at that chart, and I was going, I, don't, I literally don't understand why some of these shows are as successful as they claim to be in this chart. I wonder whether there's anything going on. And after doing a fair amount of digging around, found out that iHeart's very successful commercial radio stations were all linking to the audio and getting it played on every single page load of every single um, website, um, you know, on the iHeart network. So if you went to visit Z100, um, then uh, that um, would silently download the the audio for this particular show, um, and that was another tick uh, onto the onto the pod track numbers. And so I thought to myself, "Wow, uh, you know that is that is a proper story." Um, and uh, I think you know I'm, I was lucky that you know that was about four five five months into what I was doing. And all of a sudden, that was a story that no one else had seen, no one else had com- had completely understood. And I was very lucky to be able to break that then, um, yeah. and you know, and to help people understand, yeah, you know, that actually those numbers that you were seeing weren't necessarily as correct as you might might have thought that they were. And lots of and and you know has uh, and uh, we've changed changed the industry in terms of that, in terms of how you embed audio, um, you know, how you count a you know, a download, uh, all of that kind of information has really changed after the reporting of, you know, this was clearly bogus, bogus numbers, and advertisers weren't being served, and nor was were the public in terms of those particular numbers. So, you know, I think that there's been um, a few big stories like that every year that I've been able to, um, to, to a break and been able to slightly, slightly change the industry, but uh, hopefully for the better, I think. Hopefully. I mean, if somebody is taking SEO backlinking to a whole new level and you can uncover that, it's kind of nice. But yeah. what about 
What about um, the future? I know YouTube is pretty good at figuring out when, um, to say, videos can trail off. And, and I haven't seen great podcast stats to do that. Uh, do you find that that would be something coming up? Or is there maybe a, a hope or dream? And that would maybe take us past the niche and into mainstream once and for all? Yeah, I mean, you, you can get that, that information, by the way, um, in both Apple and in Spotify's data. So if you um, go and have a look at your show in the in the Apple Podcast Connect, I think they call it, or in yes. Spotify for podcasters, then both of those will show you where people are um, skipping and where people are just sort of, um, I can't be bothered to listen any longer, um, and all that kind of stuff. So you can grab that from Apple, you can grab that from Spotify, you can also grab demographic information and everything else. And I think that's, that's pro pro probably one of the um, one of the, th the of the fake stories about podcasting is that its analytics is bad. Um, mm. Actually, we've probably got better analytics in the podcasting world than any other media in terms of being able to see um, a lot of um, a lot of consumption uh, uh, detail, both from Apple and from Spotify and from download numbers, to be able to actually look at all of those different pieces of pieces of information. You can put that information uh, public if you want, so that other people can actually see, you know, some of that um, uh, too. Um, mm -hmm. And if you compare that to something like you know broadcast radio, which is so much bigger in terms of revenue. Um, but what you're measuring with uh, by measuring broadcast radio's numbers is you're measuring a tiny amount, of, uh, you know, one percent of the people out there who are carrying around a little electronic device, and then those numbers are timesed up by how many people live in that in that particular area, and you get this sort of estimate, which is not a bad estimate. But there again, you can compare that with uh, where we are in podcasting, and you can see that we are in actually a tremendous place. Um, so, you know, so I think that that's, um, you know, uh, analytics isn't necessarily a thing. I think from my point of view, where the future is going is um, the, the future is a bit of a, a, of a dangerous place some, some, somehow in that we've got three ways forward. We've got one way forward of um, Spotify being um, being the market leader and controlling everything. We've got YouTube snapping at its heels, and indeed Apple Podcasts actually snapping at uh, Spotify's heels in some way, um, uh, launching their own proprietary systems and, um, and different ways of doing podcasting. Or you've got open podcasting, what podcasting was conceived at being uh, 20 years ago um, was something which was open, something where you have a direct connection with your listener, um, something which is um, which is available on any number of different uh, of different apps um, and is you know an open and growing industry. And I think um, we kind of need to remember that podcasting is open. And that's one of its strengths. That's why it's as big as it is. And it wouldn't be anywhere near as big as it as, as it currently is if it was just hidden away in some, uh, you know, in some app somewhere. I don't think that that would be particularly helpful. I do see that it's unfortunate, even though the barriers are, are dropping, right? The tech barriers are not a thing anymore. Just press and go. But mm. there's so many people that show up and then all of a sudden, uh, seven episodes later, they're like, this is a lot of work. I'm out. Do you think that yeah. <laughs> there, there'd be an opportunity for people to maybe be for, more educated and plan and understand what they're getting themselves into? Or who cares? Just have fun and figure it out. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there are a lot of people who are really helping podcasters understand um, how to avoid, um, you know, that issue where you make something and then after um, and then after seven episodes, as you say, you just run out of uh, steam. I think, you know, a lot of the good podcast hosts are spending some time, you know, helping people, um, holding people's hands, moving people on. Um, but I think, you know, what, what, what we certainly saw during the pandemic, for example, was lots of people getting involved in podcasts because, because they knew that they could, because this was something that you can do from your house. Um, and then realizing that actually podcasting is quite difficult. Um, Spotify has found that. If you look at Spotify's, you know, whole strategy, Spotify thought that if you just piled some money in, signed up some big names, um, that uh, they were that that would guarantee people, um, you know, a big podcasting hit. It doesn't quite work that way. And um, what I think um, comes as a surprise to people who are new to the world of audio is that actually, you know, what it's quite difficult. It's quite mm. difficult to do a really good job with this. Um, and so you see lots of people having real success, but you, of course, see lots of people not having particular success. Mm. But I don't think it's necessarily different to any other industry. Mm. You know, I mean, there are more than a million books published in the US alone every year. Um, nobody says that there are, t that there are too many books. Mm. Um, <laughs> nobody Something looks at... One. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody looks at, you know, the fact that, you know, um, uh, so and so and so he written two books and, and that's it and, and says, well, that's book fade. It's book fade for you. Um, so I think, uh, you know, we should cut ourselves a little bit of slack, you know, as an industry, I guess. Absolutely. And, and I know you're a big fan of reading your newsletters because, uh, they, people may not feel like reading them. Where can they go to, to learn more about games and where you read things to people, like bedtime stories? Yeah. <laughs> I don't quite read bedtime stories. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the reason uh, – so Pod News is, is obviously a newsletter, and please sign up, podnews.net. It's free, um, and you can get hold of that. Um, there is a podcast version of it, um, which you'll find in your, in your favorite podcast app. Um, and um, the reason why it's there, by the way, is nothing to do with the fact that, um, you know, it might be fun to do a podcast. I mean, it's got some, something to do with that. But it's actually part of the workflow of producing a newsletter is that final read through. I've got to do a final read through anyway. I've got to read it aloud because if you read something aloud that you've just written, if you read it aloud, then chances are you'll spot far more mistakes um, than if you're just reading it to yourself. So read it aloud. Um, and then I thought, well, I'm reading this aloud. I might as well record it. Um, so, <laughs> you know, so there we are. So it's available as a podcast if you want to end up doing that. Um, uh, then that's good. I would say that the podcast is good, but the newsletter is better. Um, and then there's a um, uh, the, the, there's a uh, hour long version of that. Um, well, it's not really a version of the newsletter. It's an hour long, you know, opinion and an interview show called the Pod News Weekly Review, um, which uh, again is available in your in your favorite podcast app. Um, and that is, uh, and that contains a bunch of interviews, a bunch of um, conversations about some of the big uh, stories over the, the past week and so on. And that's great fun to do too. And if people aren't in the uh, the space or the privilege to to advertise, uh, maybe they can just try the Patreon instead. Throw a few bucks uh, at James and Pod News, and at least support in their own way, right? Get it out there and help you do your thing. Yeah, I mean, always always grateful for that. I think you know it's been very interesting seeing the support 
from individuals, the support from um, uh, you know from companies. Uh, yeah. And so on, and actually seeing how that works alongside advertising, because obviously the newsletter contains um, contains advertising, whether it's classifieds or whether it's um, you know big big uh, big uh, sponsorships and things. But I think it's it's been really interesting having that nice balance and quite a healthy balance in between people that are desperate to advertise stuff um, and people who just want you to succeed and are helping you. Um, with uh, with uh, you know whether it's um, one or two dollars a month through through uh, through a Patreon everything everything helps and I think it's a really nice healthy balance to have a good mix of that kind of income yeah absolutely thanks for dispelling all the myths about uh, seasoned veterans James it's been great uh, eye opener <laughs> I learned a few things it's nice yeah yeah so well, it's been a it's been a great pleasure thank you thank you very much we should do it again. Mm. Let's start a podcast. <laughs>